Come on. Ah, Folks, welcome back to the Check Engine Podcast. It's the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. My name's Nick. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Andrew and Tristan. Guys, if we win one more Spirit of the Race Award in the next like year or two, would that would that qualify as a dynasty? It definitely would. And we would also be, I've always wanted to have this phrase attached to my name, triple crown winner. Triple crown winner. And I also I love the term hat trick. Hat trick's good. Oh, we need to do that. There's trifecta. So many possibilities. Yep. So how many IMSA races do you want to go to next year? All of them. (laughs) Every weekend. We're going to be IMSA groupies. Maximize our chances. (laughs) Okay. No, let's pick the one that we know the weather's going to be shitty. Like, we'll get last-minute tickets once we know the forecast. Because as long as we stick out another rainy weekend, we're going to win it. But here's the thing. If If we go to every race and publicize... If we go to every race and camp and publicize our misery... John will give us one at the end of the season straight up. We may actually get a trophy for that. Just ourselves. Yes. Just tweet at him directly or at... Every week. At, uh, what is it, Radio Lamar, RS1 or Radio. At IMSA Radio, just... Every week. (laughs) And we have to do it... Race race seven, still misery. We have to do it it the hard way. Cars and tents. Absolutely. You won't do that. No tents. No flying. No No, RVs. No tents. (laughs) Just tarps. Tarps. <laughs> tarps and cardboard. <laughs> Bivwacks. Ooh, just bivvies. Just bivvies. Yep. Dot com. Only what we can carry in a backpack riding a bike. Oh, <laughs> never. I don't like riding bikes. Riding one of those tiny little mini bikes. The mad asses. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wisconsin to Sebring on a mad ass. <laughs> I would have a. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'll be awful. But as it stands, we are two-time winners of IMSA Spirit of the Race Award, and we're streaming. Um, we stream on Anchor.fm, and it is distributed all over to all the major carriers who stream the best content like Apple and Spotify and all the rest. So um, we're happy to be here. We're happy you're listening. Andrew, what is the topic tonight? We've talked about music on this podcast before, specifically driving music. We have, what, two episodes? Yeah. yeah about driving music? But those are the easy ones, right? Those are the simple ones. We're advanced. We are better than everyone. Wow. (laughs) You said that with so much confidence. Well, I was going to back off it, but we are better than everyone. So what that means is we're ready for a more advanced challenge. Here's what it is. Tonight, America is unique, right? We can take 25-hour road trips and still be in the same country. Sometimes, if you're lucky, the same state. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. It feels that way. <laughs> it just feels that way. If you're in Georgia or Indiana <laughs> or Nebraska. Well, or Nebraska. Actual Texas. Yeah. Or Iowa. No, it's not, it's not 20 hours, yeah, but it it's a long all the way. way. It took us 18 hours to get all the way from Wisconsin to Texas. What about, so. the very, what about Baja all the way up to Washington? That's got to be a long trip. It's got to be. Anyways. What about Baja to Maine? No. No Let's one's done do that. <laughs> we should do it. We'll have a bunch of uh, music to listen to. (laughs) We will. So, oh, right, right. Yeah, the the whole point of this episode. Uh, (laughs) That's what I was saying. 
So taking a song from an album is easy. Picking your two favorite songs from an album is easy. But what about full albums only? So tonight we're talking road trip music, full albums only. One skip allowed because we're not animals. Obviously, you can have one skip. But that's it. Full albums. So this is obviously for the longest of long road trips. That's why you mentioned 20 plus hours. Like, exactly. So you're going to have time to burn through not just song after song on a playlist, but full album after full album. That's right. Ooh, and I just immerse yourself one. for an hour or two in one artist. Yes, exactly. I, I thought of another one that I didn't add to my list. Oh, the other difficulty, no duplicates. If one of us picks one that another one has, what should we do? Should we just, the other person can't say it or cancel it out completely? I think the other person just can't count it as one of theirs. Fair enough. But I think it should it should matter that both people have chosen it. Definitely. Because true. I think that that's indicative of something. Similar taste, for yeah, sure. Similar taste. And of similar it, taste, a good artist, and if we ever take a long road trip, it'll something be... Something we should probably keep track of. Yeah, because <laughs> two out of the three of us want to listen to yeah. it. For sure. So, But yeah, that's the challenge. No, no, no duplicates. I'm prepared, but first... As we always start off these episodes, it's time for some pace laps. Does anybody have anything? I have a few. I have one that I'd like to discuss. I practically sure. jumped the gun and discussed it before we started recording. <laughs> um, so many of you know that we are from Wisconsin and face many roadside and in-road hazards, such as deer, bears, uh, sometimes turkey. So many turkeys. Um, all sorts of things Raccoons, possums. that could jump out of the, the woods. And right in front of your car, right? That's such uh, a Wisconsin way to say it. Nobody Perfect. gets that except for me, Tristan. No <laughs> know. one knows what you're talking about. I know, I know. Um, so, <laughs> however, today I experienced something relatively unique. Okay. The woods themselves jumped out and tried, <laughs> <laughs> tried to kill me. You almost hit an ant? Um, yeah, more or less. Um, <laughs> no, so I was driving out to my work in the Madison area, and I'm... Yeah, burbling along at 70 miles an hour or so. Oh, boy. And <laughs> kind of spacing out because it's the morning commute. It's early. I'm just latched onto the bumper of the truck in front of me, matching speed, giving him plenty of room. Not really thinking about much. And then tree. Wow. Where'd it come from? <laughs> um, It came under the truck Ooh. and exploded in a fit of joy. Um, <laughs> leaves and branches and twigs and stuff everywhere. Joy because it was finally free. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know from whence it came before that. I don't know if it fell off a landscaping truck or was light enough that it was blown onto the road somehow. So the truck hit it. The truck hit it at full speed and didn't even flinch. Whoa. Which then gave, me, which then gave me no warning. Because yeah. it wasn't like I saw the car in front of me kind of, nope. He just went, boom, and just hit it, and it just blew up. <laughs> um, and then... I never have any good drive. Like, he, neither, neither of us, <laughs> no. Andrew, ever have this shit. He all, how does this always happen to him? I have and no yet, idea. Well, there's almost always a happy ending. Um, <laughs> I, so, That's what she said. <laughs> gross. So, <laughs> but then I'm realizing that there's a tree hurtling through the air at the general trajectory of my own windshield uh that involved a dramatic dip onto the shoulder um because there was a car immediately to my left 
So I couldn't go left. Right. I had to go quick, right. Quick thinking. Um, Describe this tree, because when you say tree, I'm thinking more than four feet around. No. And no truck would have survived that. No, no. It was, it was certainly... So not redwood? A, well, maybe a very small one. No, it was definitely deciduous. Had little, oh, I was just going to say coniferous. Little round <laughs> leaves. Um, but no, it was a significant diameter. It was probably two, three, four inches around. Jesus. But it was not a branch because it had a root ball on the bottom. Oh, okay. So it was like a... A, <laughs> a little sapling, a nursery yeah, tree. A nursery but it was definitely tree. an actual tree. <laughs> And that's what I think a good portion of what blew up was the root ball because there was still burlap, but not much left. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just suddenly hurtling right at my windshield, managed to avoid it. But I, like I said, and I expect creatures. I expect other vehicles. I do not expect the woods themselves to try to kill me. And it was exciting. It was a baby ant. Yes. Entling. Entlet. <laughs> it probably is entling. Probably. It's token. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, that's uh, terrifying. Yeah, that was horrifying. I had never thought of anything like that before. And uh, out of respect, RIP and peace to the tree. Indeed, because man, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it had an untimely end. Somebody was probably super disappointed, or someone saw it happen and drove away even faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picking that up. Yeah. <laughs> well, good story to start us off. I've got. A, do you got one too? I uh, have one, but it's it's. Well, I have two, but well, I'll start with one here. Uh, there is a car that I missed on the One Car for a Lifetime episode, and it's a car that I totally forgot about. It's existed for some time and just completely escaped my notice. They just brought out a new one. It's a car made by a company called Ford. They're no. a foreign company. No. Yeah, no, they, they produce cars in Europe mostly. Oh. Only, oh, actually, right, I should say. right, yeah. So yeah, they're they're a European company. Oh, they were a truck company. No, uh, <laughs> well, it depends on it depends on who you ask. That's true. That's true. right. They make uh, so there's the the Focus ST, right? But they make a diesel ST estate estate. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, I want that. That would have been a sick car to have for my whole life. I mean, plus you kind of get to dodge diesel gate while getting the fuel savings. True. And it's torquey. I think it's like 300 foot-pounds or something like that. That's many. It's mad torquey. Because it's a diesel. Is it all-wheel drive or front-wheel drive? It's front-wheel drive. It's not the RS, obviously. Correct. Still, I I mean, I just want to drive one of those. I can't even imagine a sporty diesel car. I mean, it has to feel zippy, you know, like a a gas car kind of would. But I don't know. I've never felt that in a diesel. So I want it. Yeah. I want it now. (laughs) Once again... Just send it to us. Don't send it to the U period S period. Send it to us as in check engine podcast and let us, let us drive them around. Exactly. We'll t- we take care of our stuff. Definitely. Yeah, we can do that. We don't even hit trees that are on the freeway. Despite them trying. That's right. Yeah. A tree Try. tried to hit this man. Yeah, and I and said was no. unsuccessful. I said no, tree. <laughs> <laughs> I say unto you. Nay, tree. <laughs> uh, what you got, Nick? I want to talk to you about a guy, no joke, named Marcus Fuchs. Oh, I bet it's Fuchs. (laughs) (laughs) Counterpoints. Fuchs. F-U-X. Oh, shit. Maybe still Fuchs. (laughs) (laughs) He's got you there. Spelled F-U-X. I'm going to say Marcus Fuchs. It's probably few. I have a guess on where the story's going, but carry on. So, this this guy, Marcus, is... uh, he is the CEO of Milan Automotive. 
Heard of it? No. Is it a dealership group? It is not. It is an Austrian hypercar builder. They came. Oh. It came out. It was launched officially. The company was launched in 2018. The Fox one, yeah. Yeah. Heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 28... <Fox> one eye. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's electric or something. <laughs> uh, actually, the car's name is the Milan Red. Red Fox. <laughs> Sorry, Very different from Red Fox. You shouldn't have brought this story here. <laughs> no, this is why I wanted to bring this story. Is. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. Anyways, um, so they introduced in 2018 a thousand horsepower, 249 mile per hour top speed, 2.3 million dollar hypercar. That okay? Bear that with I, me. That I had never heard of. Or right, they announced it. They it it launched last year and. Um, Apparently, it got a lot of orders, so a lot of people were sending in their money to have one built. Sure. Um, Come to find out that uh, Mr. Fox here did not spend any of that money on producing the cars. Dope. So now he is sentenced to four years in prison for fraud. Classic Fox. Classic. When you overpay for the Fox, this (laughs) this is what happens. Goes to waste. That's right. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, no cars have been made. None. At well, bes- all. But besides the uh, like the concept that they unveiled, wherever they like the it's probably just a shell. Yeah, it probably didn't even have anything in it. But <laughs> made all these claims. What a huckster! Yeah. Come on, say it for me. Do it, fuckster. There you yeah, go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no text needed. <laughs> I mean, I am... So basically, he was fucking people over for the last year. I'm just shocked I hadn't heard about any of this. I just, uh, I just found it going through Flipboard, actually. Hey. <laughs> Sponsor that I don't think we have anymore. <laughs> I know, right? I think that got pulled. Anyways, uh, that is kind of crazy. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Well, two that you didn't expect. Yeah, when you deal with the Tristan fucks, almost you... hit with a tree, and... A dude fucksing people over. Yeah, you, you don't expect to be fucked with a fox. <laughs> fucked by a tree, either. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting and kind of bizarre. But you know what? I'm surprised it doesn't happen often with all of these little companies, companies, quote-unquote, saying or expecting that, we'll, that they will produce hypercars, especially electric ones. I'm surprised that this hasn't happened more often in Britain. Specifically because there's a thousand car companies that go in and out of business every five minutes? Right. There's this deeply ingrained man-in-the-shed culture that does stuff all the time. I feel that TVR has had that covered on many separate occasions. That brand alone has fucked a lot of people over. (laughs) And then Un, and then Re. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just surprised that that hasn't happened more often. Yeah. Definitely. That's interesting. Did you, do you have more? I, I got one other one, unless you guys got more. I know you had another one. Yeah, but I'm feeling good. I don't want to talk about Elon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in a good mood. Can we not? <laughs> exactly. Um, sure, I got one more then, real quick. So um, those who know me know that I'm a taller guy. If mm. you don't know me and you've read our little bio page on 
our website, checkenginepodcast.com, you know that I stand roughly nine feet tall. True. If you haven't done either of those things, he's telling you now, he's a tall dude. I'm a tall dude. <laughs> so, um, found it interesting to find Consumer Reports just came out with a list of the 10 best and 10 worst cars for tall people. For the talls. And for the all SUVs. Um, not quite. <laughs> not quite all SUVs. And actually, there's only one on the best list that really stood out like, yep, I'm going to get it. Or I'd want to get it. So, okay. top 10 best. Can I'll give you one, and then you guys want to try to guess a couple of these or what? Sure. All I, right, so number one on the list, BMW 7 Series. Okay, so... S-Class Mercedes? Yeah. Not on the list. Uh, S8? Not on the list. Close. A8? There you go. A8L. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. A8. Uh, G70? Close. G90. There it is. Forgot and that's the, one that, yeah, that's the, the one that jumps out at me like, yep, going to get that one because Genesis is awesome. Um, we also have the Porsche Cayenne. We have the Audi Q7. We have the Honda Pilot. The Volvo XC90. Mm-hmm. The BMW X5. Okay. Toyota Highlander and the Range Rover were the 10 best, rated the 10 best for tall people. I was really hoping that I didn't see the forerunner on that list, because I can tell you that it is impossible for tall people to get into. Yeah, it's... They can reach into the seat, but they can't fit into the door. It's not an incredibly comfortable car overall. No. Hmm. So, and then they also listed the 10 worst. I'm not going to go through all of them, because most of them are pretty obvious. Well, it's 10. Just I, I want to hear them all. I'm yeah. curious now, actually. <laughs> all right. So, and these are the best cars for short people. Go. Best cars for short people slash worst cars <laughs> for tall people, depending on how you spin it. If you want to be positive gonna, or not. I'm going to write an article for the blog. Best cars for barrel people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of these would work. Well, maybe a couple. Here you go. So, worst MX5 Miata. Yes. Fiat 124, which is the Miata the with an thing. Italian accent. Same car. Um, which is the Miata. Um, this is a surprise. Toyota Tacoma. Yes. It's the same chassis as the Forerunner. And probably the same door. Indeed. Uh, Porsche 911, Lexus IS, really? Nissan Z, yeah. Fiat 500, a Yaris. Sure. A 718 Boxster. Hmm. And lastly, the Corvette. Well, the 718 Boxster has no roof, if you so choose. It's probably very good for tall people. So that's probably. But can you push the seat back far enough? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Because yeah. you could only get so far with the Ken Dudley in an E class method, in a, a, the E type method. Sure. Which, <laughs> to put the roof down and catch all the bugs on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the enduring truths of Top Gear. Never, ever, ever drive a car that you are taller than when you're sitting in it. True. <laughs> Yes. PSA. It took him a second. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to figure out where he was going with when you're taller than it, because I was like, I'm taller than my car when I'm standing. But, not <laughs> but you're not driving it while you're standing next to it, are you? I would never call you taller than. <laughs> with a hard stop. <laughs> so that's the list. Surprised to see the Tacoma on there. I'm actually, given that, I'm surprised to not see the Forerunner on there. Right. So when I had my Forerunner, my dad couldn't get into it. They're nice. He'd put his butt on the seat, and then he couldn't get in the door. <laughs> but they're, yeah, they're <laughs> somewhat annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting little tidbit. So any of you tall folk out there like me, some cars to look for when you're, if you're in the hunt for another car, there's some to look out for or to look towards. 
We ready? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> let's dive into this. Let's, uh, let's put on some tunes for the next little bit. Who's going first? Are we doing one album at a time, right? Yeah, I think we have to. So people do want to... Can I go first so I get at least one? You can go. <laughs> <laughs> you can go first. Just has, just has dibs on one. So a, a bit of a, a disclaimer is not the right word, but an, ad, an admission, I would say, is that I had a real problem with this episode because we went right from my dad being an avid mixtapeologist <laughs> um, to the age of the MP3 player. Mm-hmm. So I did very little of listening to full albums my entire life. Confession, I am exactly the same. Only in this past year have I really discovered the joy of listening to full albums. And I, oh, you guys I have, have been missing out. I've been know, a full album guy my yeah, almost Because he's had a CD player forever. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> but I could still skip tracks. You can. But I didn't. You can. <laughs> but I um, didn't. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I'm, I'm not even required to bring all the tracks with me if I don't want to. Yes. Right? Um, so yeah. I, I, I had I them have, all at my disposal no matter what. <laughs> sorry, I, I did have a problem with this. Um, so I'm going to start with the number one on my list that I really wanted to get in because I was actually, I listened to the full thing the other day on my way, last week, I'm my way to the Madison area because it was a long enough drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprised that I did. So when we were talking about this episode, I was like, oh, it's got to be that one because mm. I usually don't let, just let albums play. Yeah. And it's uh, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Oh. That's a good record. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything I skip on that album. Some classic, classic rock right off the top. Yep. Um, I, well, should I? I thought you were going to go Brothers in Arms. Dire Straits. No. No? I mean, I can't even say that I've listened. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of Dire Straits. Hmm. Okay. So I can't even say that I've listened to every song on that album, much less the whole thing all at once. Damn. I guess just walk a life, huh? Yes. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, Mac. Rumors is their, that's kind of like their landmark Definitely. album, isn't it? Yeah. That is a super classic album. That's a great album. Everything on it is great. And, and the surprise is there are a lot of tracks that you can pick up on what was happening at the time. Yes. <laughs> but then there's others that I don't know if they were clearly written before it all started or... Like, they just decided, hey, we need to write this despite how we're feeling. Because mm-hmm. there's some stuff on there that doesn't seem as angry as everything else. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I listened to that whole album, and and I realized I do more often than not. Um, when I start playing it, I often don't stop. It's the only album I've ever come across that's just a fight. Yes. It's just a bunch of people fighting amongst themselves. Yeah. Over the course of several tracks. Yeah, it's uh, great. <laughs> there are several editions online that are extensive. Like really? Sp- Spotify has like the super extra double deluxe edition. Like it has like three different versions of every song from Ooh. different concerts and stuff. Like, and I can listen to the whole thing. Wow. <laughs> so you like back, back to backs. Uh... They, they basically run the album three times. In, oh. like So it's like the studio recording, a bunch of live stuff but from different places. Yeah. And then a whole nother playthrough of the album with live stuff from different places also. Oh, that's it's like, that's it's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Huh. Check that out. That's a good one. Definitely. We're just going to go around the horn here. Yeah, gonna... we can do that. All right. So I think this was relatively easy for me because one, like I just mentioned, I have been a full album guy for a really long time. So I listened to a lot of things front to back. Um, and also I've played the uh, the classic Desert Island game 
So I <laughs> we're like, what five albums would you hmm. keep with you in a desert island? So I've thought about this long and hard before. So these these would also be your desert island albums? Totally. These That's interesting because I don't think these would be. <clears throat> these are just the, my five or six or however many we'd end up going through here favorite albums ever. And they don't necessarily have anything to do with driving, but if we're in the car long enough to listen to the whole thing, it doesn't just have to be a go fast song yeah, or, so right. or, a, or a traveling song. Yeah, I so, think that was by our, our road trip song episode and playlist. Right. It's clear that some of the stuff you like to listen to on road trips is just fun because it can distract you from the sometimes crushing boredom of a road trip. Yes. So right. it doesn't have to be driving music. It has to be interesting well, but, music. But, so, the, yeah. but, but this can, yeah, this can, yeah. yeah. Just because yeah. if you really enjoy it. So I'm going to start off with one that I think at least one other person has, just so mm. we can get it out of the way. Uh, Steve Miller, Greatest Hits. Yeah, I didn't have that because I knew someone else would have. It. I didn't even <laughs> I, I believe that also was banned in the Slack conversation. It was conversation. banned, but it's um, fine. I knew someone was going to bring it anyway. Yeah, I, I didn't. That one or the other banned one. <laughs> Graceland, Paul yes. Simon. Yes. Yeah. Um, Although these are both two classic albums and absolutely a thousand percent road trip albums. So, so yeah, uh, definitely you, you people listening out there should listen to them. We cannot consider this for our discussion this evening because we already know that answer. True. But yeah, Steve, I mean, pretty much self-explanatory. Steve Miller was sensational. He was kind of ahead of his time in a, with a lot of the stuff he was doing in his music. And he just made some great tunes. And he's still out there. He's still touring. <laughs> How old is he now? Uh, 300. <laughs> like I said, he was ahead of his time. He's Gerard Butler. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely. Just the... Because I, I think... Steve's albums, like his actual studio records, are kind of tough to listen to front to back. There are some good ones and then some kind of out there ones that didn't really catch my attention. But when you compile them all all together, he's got 20 or 22 just killer tracks. That's a problem I have with a lot of classic rock is that all of the albums have their deep tracks are trash. Yeah. Especially like Tom Petty. Oh my god! What what was he doing ninety five percent of the time? He was a radio single guy. Like that was yes. his thing. I mean, right. singles are incredible. His singles are incredible. But no, there's there, there's no in between. It's the it's the Dave Matthews thing, right? Everybody yes. loves Crash. Name a second Dave Matthews song. <laughs> Satellite. That is okay. Not that or Ants Marching. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I only knew the first two. So <laughs> you never heard the space between Not Ants Marching, Dave. Oh. Gabe guy. <laughs> it's all right. You'll, you'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> Once you get married, man. <laughs> Is that what happened you. to you? No, Barry Manilow for me after I got married. Ooh, really? Weird. It just hits different. It just hits. Okay. <laughs> all right, Andrew, what do you got? Uh, Is it Barry I, Manilow? Yeah. No, I tried though. No. I tried my hardest. He's also got deep tracks that aren't that great. Uh, I have a true classic from our generation, bus riding music. How they ever got away with this as music that they used to play on the radio on the bus is incredible. The hip-hop classic, the hip-hop cornerstone, 2001 by Dr. Dre. Oh, totally. This one, totally. Actually, this one actually does have a skip on it because nothing is funnier than playing this album loud and pause for porno comes up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Four or five tracks from the end, and it just opens with fucking. 
<laughs> like screaming. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're playing it on shuffle. And it, who knows when it's going to exactly. happen. Yeah. <laughs> who knows when it's pause for Sur- porno. Surprise. <laughs> so you can skip pause for porno. But otherwise, I mean, front to back, this album has kind of... Oh my God, that's my phone. <laughs> that is your phone. Well, he's playing music. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know uh, if we're allowed to play music. <laughs> Copyright right. laws, bro. I don't recognize that. I was I touched my Spotify to look at what the track Pause for Porno was, and it thought that would be a good time to play. Uh, anyway, so yeah, front to back, this album is incredible. And this is the album that really like cemented Dr. Dre as just a generational hip hop mogul. But as I've gotten older, you start to notice more things. Obviously, growing up liking hip-hop, but far outside of hip-hop as a culture, they're just things you don't know. You, you assume automatically, right? Rappers write their own lyrics. Dr. Dre didn't write a bar on this <laughs> whole album. So as I've gotten older, I've started to realize who wrote what. You can hear the inflection. You can hear, uh, you know, one of the biggest things I learned is like, Jay-Z wrote uh, Still D-R-E. So when you know that you can suddenly start to hear it, like the rhyme scheme here. And you realize that Eminem wrote, um, uh, um, forgot about Dre. You, so you hear that then, you know what I mean? Like, and of course, that was, not, one, that was one thing I was hoping you would bring out. Cause this, this album also introduced the world basically to Eminem. Yeah, this was, this was a big coming out <laughs> party for Eminem. Totally. And I mean, that forgot about Dre hook alone, dude, it's unbelievable. And that never, weirdly, it like never caught on to be a fad to make hooks like that with that sort of like jagged, rough kind of flow. But I mean, just when you hear it, and I don't know if it's just our generation or what, you're just like, oh my God, that's, it sounds so good. And the production is just incredible on the whole album back to front. And the full disclosure, look, I'm not a hip hop guy. Like I don't seek out this stuff. I don't go listen to it, but I remember that album and that album. Even as I was not a fan of the genre, that album is awesome. Yeah. I think it was possibly the most file shared object during <laughs> very possibly. during our uh, middle school years. Um, for me, when we had that laptop program, Ooh. and like it was just like the wild west of the internet. Like kids at a middle school could just get Kazaa or whatever oh, yes. else yes, and yes. just download the entire internet. Um, and I. I that was on every computer. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and plus, it had all the <laughs> every kid in sixth grade. This also super cool move of Doctor Dre to title this album 2001. It came out in '99, <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. And that's why it's shocking that it just kept happening. Yes, like you know, they, that was like one of the first things that kids would seek out years later. You know, 2000. Actual 2001, 2000, 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, sometimes on a road trip, you just need to get a smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Dog. Oh, man. He was great. That's my first one. That's a good choice. Tristan? Um, I do have a lot of Greatest Hits albums. Um, I'm going to hit those last. Um, the next one I'm going to pull up is... Bit of a genre. I've got a. I'm all over the place genre wise. Um, not surprising. I, I think which, you have to be, which though, is fine. In this. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but um, is uh, Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. Ah oh, shit! Ta. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle. Like, you go. You go. Yo. It's your pick. So 
that is another one that except for like maybe there's one of those tracks that's like only spoken word i think Giorgio by Marauder. Yeah. I love that track. And it's 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 good to listen to occasionally, but that's the one I will skip occasionally when I'm road tripping cuz unless I'm actually listening to like an audiobook or a podcast, mm-hmm. spoken word can get lost when I'm driving. Yeah. So, um even sometimes when it is those things. <laughs> so, I have to go back. I use the 30 second back button a lot on Audible. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, cuz I'm I get caught up in driving. I wait. What what happened and go back. Um she did what? <laughs> yeah. So, um having music be music on a road trip is easier for me, but when I'm at home, I'll leave it low at it play. Um I don't hate it. I'll let it play if I just don't think to skip it either. But and the I I'm a big fan of the kind of, you know, you know, funk influence on that album. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. everywhere, but I, I do like it quite a lot. Um, and I think it shows an interesting range from Daft Punk by working with all these people. Yeah. Um, and all these different kinds of music. Um, and that's, it has some, some road trip memories already for me. Um, it was one of the things that, on our longest drive from genius training was on the radio, um, both on the way out and the way back up and down the coast of California. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's some good road trip music. So there's some personal connotations there, but I think it's, it, it has a broad appeal. Well, a lot of Daft Punk doesn't, um, it's, a yeah. lot, you know, you have to like strictly electronic music to mm-hmm. like a lot of Daft Punk. Um, but this one has, not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, yeah. I think this whole album can be listened to people who just like music. I totally so. agree. But this album, as much as I like it and did add it on this list because I wanted something from Daft Punk and the only other option would have been the Interstellar soundtrack, which I love, but isn't necessarily good driving music. No. Uh, I forget what the album name of that homework. It's the Inter- Interstellar 555 soundtrack. It doesn't matter anyways. Um, but my problem with this album is that it didn't lead to more Daft Punk albums. Right. Because <laughs> there was, there was a moment where this, this album had all the momentum in the entire world, but it's not really Daft Punk style to just release a bunch of albums. So what we got is an album that's reflective of half of their music and then a bunch of singles with the fucking weekend. Yeah. But there, there isn't anything on this album that's like, Rolling and scratching, or that's like uh, the brainwasher, you know, like that hardcore electronic stuff doesn't show up anywhere on this album, which makes it more listenable, but it's also like the other half of Daft Punk, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I guess I, really I like... it's the Tron soundtrack, it mixing those two together, right? Is... And that's actually what I was going to bring up is that I think in quick succession, I think those released relatively quickly, yeah, together, we got the Tron soundtrack. And some really good stuff. End of line, D-Res, mm-hmm. those are fantastic. Um, uh, Adagio for Tron is great. Really good. Um, and you, those all came out, and those are the electronic Daft Punk. And then it's it's almost like they unintentionally made like a two-album set. Yeah. And you know, maybe they did. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they're like, yeah, we just released all this stuff with the Tron soundtrack. Let's do the other <laughs> stuff. I don't know what's inside their little robot helmets. but Exactly. You know, I... I love that album, and I almost put the Tron soundtrack on here too, but there's some stuff in the middle that I do skip. It's more than one there's skip. There's a really stuff. good stuff on there, but the middle's kind of skippable. Because it is an OST, like Act yeah. 2 music is never going to yeah, be Yeah, Act good. 2, and there's like ambiance and like environmental music and stuff too. It's like, yeah. And that's great for working music, 
I'll put yes. that on when I'm working on a computer thing or whatever, just let it roll. But that's specifically when I'm not paying attention to it. When I'm sitting in the car and have, you know, hopefully nothing but the option to listen to it, I want more exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I was just listening to d in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing to add to this, I don't have a lot to add to the Daft Punk or electronic music discussion, but I will say this. They're smart. They are smart, and other artists who do this, like um, Dead Mouse or Marshmallow, or even if you go on like the metal side, like Slipknot, if you perform in masks, doesn't matter how big you get, true, you can go out in public and no one's gonna know who the hell you are. You can still have like a normal. I'm pretty sure life. after this album, they did a GQ photo shoot without their helmets on, but nah, you know, no reason. It's still not <laughs> widespread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, you're I'm, totally right. So good on them. Plus, those costumes totally iconic. Yeah, especially the ones off this album. <coughs> yeah, with the black suits. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and so, it just looks badass. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this is all to say, listeners, that Tris and I are real Daft Punk fans, and you're not. So I guess whatever. <laughs> I'm not a real Daft Punk fan. <laughs> no, all them, everybody. <laughs> yeah, all of you, all of you. <laughs> no, I freely admit not it. Not all of them, but I have probably three full Daft Punk albums downloaded to my phone at any one at time. All time. Yeah, you got so have them. yeah. Anyways, enough enough of our being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Nick, your turn to be awesome. All right, my next one. Uh, actually, I just jotted this one down. It was one I forgot, but when you said a lot of different genres, normally I'm not. I, I'm pretty focused on what I like, but I do love this album because it has almost every genre you can think of on one record. And it's by an artist who I think is kind of falling off the map a little bit now by almost like going the way of like Nickelback where people are just starting <laughs> to hate. Oh, um, hmm. And it hmm. could be, um, it could be political stance or something like that. Cause he's not very popular in that realm, but I'm going to go, I'm going to select rock and roll Jesus from kid rock. <laughs> is that, is that what you were mouthing yeah. at me? Yep. I was like, I know it's kid rock. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I didn't know you listened to a lot of kid rock. Uh, I listened to this album. I almost wore out the CD. Um, Is that possible? I don't know, but yes, but it takes a really long time. It takes a really long time. <laughs> I listened to it a lot. Um, it's got soul, blues, rock, metal, hip hop, country, um, some acoustic ballads on it. Like you don't hear two of the same, um, two of the same style, two of the same. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm skip it. You don't hear. You, there's no repeats. Genres, genre, style, um, arrangement. That's it. Sure, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, so everyone is a little bit different. I listen to the whole thing all the way through. Even if you're not someone who listens to albums all the way through, you can find a song on this album that's going to appeal to you. So I'm throwing out Rock and Roll Jesus from Kid Rock to get in our road trip. That's not an album. I, I mean, I've never heard it. What are some, some of the highlights? Because I couldn't tell you what's on that album myself, but I might know some um, of the songs if you well, mention them. Well, the title track, Rock and Roll Jesus, opens it. Um, the big hit off of that album was All Summer Long. Okay. That's the where one he, where he samples Werewolves yeah, of London. Alabama. And Sweet Home Alabama all yeah. in one. Oh. Um, this is newer. Okay. It's tw- 2000 and... Yeah, what the hell years was that? <laughs> five, six? It was probably 
Oh my God. 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah. I said Sweet Home well, Alabama because I know in that song he says. Singing Sweet Home sing, Alabama sing, sing, then, all along. Yeah. And then he plays, yeah. they, they play the riff. But, um, yep. So yeah, that's the big hit from that record. But um, I always thought that was Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Uncle know, Cracker was his I'm DJ. Dead ass. What? <laughs> Uncle Cracker was Kid Rock's DJ before he went and did his own stuff. So it was Uncle Cracker, goddammit. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> he wasn't his DJ on that album, though. Yes, he was. <laughs> his real name's probably in the credits. <laughs> Joe not, Cracker. It's, 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 <laughs> it's not Uncle Cracker. Joe Uncle Cracker. <laughs> 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 Joe Cracker. <laughs> Betty Cracker. <laughs> He's my lovely wife. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> she gets mistaken for the cake lady all the time. <laughs> and we're off track. Andrew, what's your next pick? See, now I'm running into the thing where I pick too many. Because now you're trying to make a decision? Well, now I'm fighting with myself because there's one that I would like to slide in, but I, you know... The one that I'm considering is Dark Side of the Mood, Moon, Pink Floyd, but I don't think that's a driving album. I think that's just a really good album. It's a sitting around listening to it album. Definitely. I don't think, yeah, you know what? Not that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to skip that one. Uh, Honorable mention. I will go with another classic, and maybe someone, someone else will have this. I don't know. Uh, Led Zeppelin Four. I don't have it, but it's a great pick. I mean. Yeah, yep. I didn't either, but I don't disagree. Just every song on that album is like a rock and roll legend. <laughs> How does yeah. that happen on a full album? When you're that good. Yeah. And Led Zeppelin 1, too. Like every song on that album is yep. also a rock and roll classic. So like it's you just, guys just asked on my last one for the highlights. Like which one I would know. It's like if someone asked that on Led Zeppelin 4, just be like, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen a commercial? <laughs> I, I just get confused as to which have you one's ever on turned, which album. That's you, like because I know they're all Led Zeppelin. I know they're on yeah. the ones one and four are the only two I've ever purchased. Right. Myself. But I just don't ever remember which one. <laughs> I'll be honest, like I, I'm not one of those guys like, oh, I wish I was alive in the past, but I wish that I would have been able to hear music up until 1959, I think, is when Led Zeppelin One came out. I think it was. I think it was just at the cusp of the 60s. Maybe 60. I think it was in the 60s. Was I don't think 69? it was that early. We can look it up. I thought it was like it was on. A, it was on a nine year. I think it was probably 69, uh, because it was out in the same year as like a bunch of Beatles pop. Yeah, the band formed in 68. So okay, so it was, it was, 69, yeah, it was 69, yeah. 69. Um, so just to hear the difference, <laughs> communication breakdown which is the yeah. first track on that album with the rest of the music out at the time. Yep. Like put, put the needle on that. And then that first walk away, that first wave <laughs> that hits. Yeah. Holy shit. I, I don't, I don't know what that would have been like. I mean, you know what it's like when you heard it, right. And yeah. when you're suddenly like, Oh, okay. Okay. But just to never have heard a sound like that before. Juxtapose it to what was in the mainstream at the time, even outside the mainstream, probably I don't know what was not popular at the time. That, that was probably right, that was probably like the the early version of the first version. Like people say that about hearing Eruption from Eddie Van Halen, sure, sure, for the first time. Like when compared to everything else that was out there, like holy shit, you can do that with that instrument, like right, or so do that with I, a voice, as it is in the case of Led exactly. Like, with the, yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it had to be one of those moments yeah. for people. I would I would imagine. Good yeah. pick. 
So yeah, four, uh, even though we just spent all that time talking about one. Definitely Led Zeppelin four. But <laughs> what can you say about Led Zeppelin four that has been written about in Rolling Stone for the past 35 fucking years? More than that. Yeah, or longer. Uh, the, uh, our local rock station here uh, had to stop their annual Best Rock Song concert because Stairway to Heaven kept winning. They yep. couldn't make it not win. Yep. <laughs> so they just stopped doing it. <laughs> and actually, uh, actually, out of all the Led Zeppelin songs, that's one of them that I'm not really that big of a fan of. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good song. Like, but it's, it's a good song. Overdone. It's from overuse. Yeah. It, it's a good it's, song, it's but it's not, not like, man, what, I don't see what's incredibly special about it anymore, you know? Right. Yeah, I totally agree. But anyways. Yeah, good, good pick. I'll listen to Led Zeppelin. Tristan, number three. All right, so... How many are we picking? Five each, right? Is that the... Yeah. 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 So, again, with the genre hopping, <laughs> um, mine's a little out there. I don't expect probably either of you have heard this unless you've run across it in my car, probably. Um, but I do have a limited tolerance for, quote-unquote, <laughs> country music when it's in more of the form of, like, Americana, bluegrass, mountain music. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Because I think there's, there's a, more musical talent involved. Those are pretty different things, like country and bluegrass. But right. You know, but people hear me listening to it and they're like, oh, you like country? It's like, that's not what this is. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Nickel Creek's newest album. Um, they still uh, making music? Um, yeah, they took a nine-year break. Wow. And then they came out with A Dotted Line, which is the album. Okay. Um, and that has one skip on it because they decided to go weird. <laughs> is that only their second album after what let the mm, something about the fire dying yeah there's uh um their for their self-titled one which is nickel creek um i think there's this side is the other one oh, and so then, way more albums than i knew <laughs> yeah um but uh there are a few this is the most recent one um and it really it's very interesting to me my bias is towards music i can sing along with because i'm a singing person by nature and i love doing it in the car um but this actually shows how much when you go back and listen to this one compared to the previous ones from nine years at least previous Mm -hmm. it shows you the benefit of letting people take a hiatus letting people go their own path and examine their own music for a while um because they came back and their skill with the instruments and their writing creativity and all that seemed magnified, you know, three, fourfold when they came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they took a risk on one that I don't care for in the middle. I skip it called the hayloft. And I'm like, yeah, not, not for me, but <laughs> even the instrumentals, everything. Um, and that's one of my favorite albums to just sit and listen to and sing along with in the car. Um, Cause there is such a, interesting for for bluegrass is this very very intense vocal presence on most of the songs um a lot of bluegrass is music is is vocals just kind of buzzing along in the background you're letting the violins the guitars the mandolins the banjos let them do their thing um and the vocal forward nature of this album is intriguing to me it's it's really fun if you can get more than one person in the car that knows it, because there's a lot of harmony and everything else. So it's, of course. it's a, it's a really fun driving album, road trip album. It's one of my favorites. Nice. Good All pick. Right. Good pick. I can't say I've heard of it, but 
we've known each other quite a while. I trust your judgment. Yeah, and, and it's music. You don't have to like everything. Like, like prop, I probably would not put 2001 on when I got on a road trip. It's not for me. But, you know, you know, if there are two out of three people that like it, it's fine. That's, you know, the nature of it. But music is personal. So that's why we're doing this. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's going to give listeners a pretty diverse... Yeah, Set. you can pick and choose throughout all this. <laughs> Not even them. I'm looking for new music for me. <laughs> uh, I don't bring much new to the table. That's that's the downside. Is my yeah. My music tastes are all old. Well, there was a moment there where newest I, album. In fairness, there was a moment there where I thought that I would be a Nickel Creek fan, and then they just played that single to death. Which one? Uh, one? Um. Mm. I can't remember that. I just forgot the name of that song. Somewhere, where can a good man go? No, I don't know. Um, from that one album. I'll look it up anyways. All right, Nick. Anyway, um, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to uh, pull one out here that is along the lines of Americana, um, acoustic-based singer-songwriter. Um, I feel like this is, he had one big hit that came off of this album. He's considered a one hit wonder, but I've uh, followed him ever since I heard that song on the radio and call it a hot take. If you want to, I think this guy is the best storyteller in music right now Mm -hmm. since I would say since Bob Dylan, Um, his name is Sean Mullins and the album is soul's core. Um, This is the one that lullaby came out on that blew up on the radio. Mm -hmm. Um, multi-platinum single and then no one really ever heard from him again um certainly not me (laughs) i saw him at i think it was like collectivo coffee in milwaukee (laughs) last fall like that's kind of where he's at now just doing a tour of coffee house gigs um but lullaby i think actually is the worst song on that album (laughs) (laughs) sure and that it's not a bad song by any means and is super popular so that just shows i think the strength of the entire album so songs like, oh man, Shimmer, Gulf of Mexico, Anchored in You. Um, this is, there's zero skips on this. There's probably each one repeated. In oh, my wow. Opinion. Like you listen, you'll, you'll listen twice before you go to the next song. I adore this album. Soul's Core from Sean Mullins. All right. Uh, by the way, When in Rome was a Nickel Creek single. Ah, yes. Yeah, no. Yes, yes, yes. Ripped to that song. They played it to death. But yes, you have actually, Nick, uh, extolled the virtues of Sean Mullins to us on various road trips. Yes. So this is not new for you guys. I no, been... but I mean, it's good music. Definitely. Yes. Definitely it's good music. <sighs> Andrew. I think and that's a good quick... T- not to step on your toes. That's a, no, yeah, go that's a good tie-in, I think, between our two albums, is that although the songs are often shorter... The Nickel Creek songs almost always have a story. Like it, it, you know, I think it's a lot of bluegrass too. It, yeah. it tells a story from beginning to end, um, and I think that's a, you know, what makes both of those albums fun. Because I have gone and I've listened to that album, the Sean Mullins album, and I like the, like the stories in music. I think it's something that I don't look for often, and I need to remind myself to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the way he delivers his music like a lot of times i mean you've known if you if you listen to that album tristan like his verses are basically spoken word in some points like he's (laughs) there's not a lot of melody to it um 
So it is like he's, you know, gather around kids. <laughs> gather around children. <laughs> Story time with Sean Mullins, you know. <laughs> um, just a super chill, um, peaceful, I guess you can call it, album. There's nothing real aggressive about it. It's just very reflective and, yeah, great, just great storytelling. Nice. Anyway, onward. I'm so, I'm so torn on the next one because, like I, like I said, I, this year was the first year that I really got into full albums as like a thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listening to an album very intentionally from the first track all the way through the last track to get a sense of like what, what a current artist wanted to wanted to do with their whole concept. You know what I mean? Um, and it, and this year I finally found like a bunch of hip hop podcasts, started listening to them, which kind of helps with, again, someone interested in the culture, never a part of it and totally kind of outside of it. Sure. So there's just been so much fucking good hip hop released this year. So the, like the recency bias is very real right now. Um, I mean, Dr. Dre was 20 years ago. I know, I know. But I, one of the, the album released this year that I'm looking at is uh, Bandana by Freddie Gibbs, which I love. But I think I'm going to have to go with uh, an album from a couple of years ago. Another story album, another concept album, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I think it's actually called, a, a, I think he actually called it a documentary instead of an album. It's basically um, sort of like couched in a story of him taking his mom's van and getting in with his friends and they go rob a house and you know, all this other stuff. It's, it's an interesting album because it was his second studio album. And the one that really put him in the conversation as best rapper alive. And I think he was maybe like 25 or 26 at the time, something like that. He's, he's about our age, but the whole album itself, I mean, there are, single songs on it, but it sure. wasn't necessarily like a single smash record in that way. It really is a build and, 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 um, there's, there's a, there's a order to it that makes sense when you listen to it front to back, you know, you kind of start in one place and end at, uh, at another, like you would in a very normal narrative, except it's just, you know, kind of told through rap and like his growing up experience in, in Compton. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. It's just a really good story with some really good music to back it up. Heard a lot of great things about Kendrick Lamar. So, and that's what I've heard. Like you don't hear, it's not like a, a one hit wonder situation. Like he spends more time like crafting. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't just write a song and stop and write a song and stop and write a song and stop and then bundle them all together for a record. Like he, right. he has the entire record in mind when he starts writing the first note or the first lyric definitely so, i mean um, his, his last Matt, uh, a bunch of respect for that his last three albums are all basically full concepts they're all vastly different and they're all amazing it's mm-hmm. just that this one i think out of the three even though it's like his younger it's maybe like more like brash rap kind of stuff it, it just sure. feels better plus uh, i just love the album cover so just a picture of a Dodge minivan. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's unassuming when you see it on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah, like a you know like a, a as if it's a Polaroid, like yeah. a, like a Dodge minivan. <laughs> it's just like all right, that's pretty sweet. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. That's funny. Good play, Kendrick. Good play. So that was what three? That was three. Yep. All right, good. I actually have a double for my last one. <laughs> it is two separate albums, but go ahead. So now we're in 
territory of now I'm getting into my greatest hits albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did choose this one purposefully. Um, I am a huge Simon and Garfunkel fan. Uh, it is the the first concert I ever went to. Wow. Like, live concert. Really? Yeah. Yep. My, my, what year was that? Uh, not long ago. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do a lot of live concerts until I was older. Are you um, serious? When they came to Milwaukee, like... 10 years ago, 12 years oh, ago. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you were going to say like three years ago. It's like, no, oh, I don't think no, no, that was no. your first concert. <laughs> no, no, no. And I don't um, think it was Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> but it was the when they came to Bradley Center and my parents were going and actually asked me if I wanted to go. Sort of like last minute? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I love that stuff. And I think it's because I, you know, identify with Art Garfunkel <laughs> as a singer. Um, but uh, I thought you were going to say as a person. Oh, that was gonna get sad. Um, no, I am. Uh, no, it's a, but uh, as a second figure, the uh, very purposely though, what I there's they've got a bunch of best of and compilations and stuff at this point. But true, the album very specifically that I, you could say just choose any one. They're essentially almost all the same songs, which is the interesting part. Yeah. Um, but very particularly the 1999 um, uh, the best of Simon and Garfunkel mm-hmm. um, is the title and. The track order on this one is important. I feel like they did a really good job of arranging how the tracks were on this, considering that a lot of them were going to come from different albums and there was no continuity there. They they bounced around enough to keep it interesting. It wasn't like, oh, here's too many slow ones in a row, you're going to get bored. Or, you know, so they've got Sound of Silence, Homeward Bound, I'm a Rock, Dangling Conversation, Scarborough Fair, 59th Street Bridge song. Like, Ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a good back-to-back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, 59th Street Bridge song followed by Hazy Shade of Winter. Okay, um, okay. And then At the Zoo, Faking It, Mrs. Robinson, Old Friends Bookends, The Boxer, Bridge Over Troubled Water, Cecilia, The Only Living Boy in New York, Songs for the, Song for the Asking, El Condor Pasta, For Emily, Wherever I May Find Her, America, My Little Town. Like, hmm. they did a good job of... Choosing the same tracks about 90% as every other best of yeah. Simon and Garfunkel album out there. But this one was put together like they, they actually produced this one. You know, so they, got like, they got a producer credit not just for the songs, but for the album itself. And they very purposefully chose the order in which those songs went on the album. And there's not a skip on there for me. That's so, how I feel about the Beatles one album. Yes. Like there's there is a there is a definite production to that too, and doesn't that end on Hey Jude? I believe so. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty dope. I wouldn't. I would have picked something cooler to end. Oh no, it ends on uh, the Long and Winding Road, right? Which also makes yeah. sense. But yeah. um, yeah, no, that's pretty. I think I would have ended on a different song, but otherwise, I mean, that's a that's a good track. That just definitely. Sh- I think that just shows, um, how good it can be when you let the artist have that much say in it and do kind of what they intended instead of they record it. And then it bounces off of so many middlemen yeah. and marketing people, Which everything songs else are gonna sell the most before yeah, it most finally, albums, yeah. before it finally reaches the public. If you just take out all those people, which a lot of modern artists are doing now anyway, and just right. doing it all themselves. Um, that's the kind of thing that can happen. And it does like track listing is really important. Like it's an underrated thing that a lot of Super people, important. it's a, yep. What people don't realize is 
that's crucial sometimes to a to a good album. Yeah. Yeah, that one flows nicely. And that's why I, I can listen to the whole thing because there's not like, okay, this is too much upbeat <laughs> stuff. I got to like, it's, it's like a they, good mix, they put it in appropriately. Yeah, that is cool. Good pick. Good pick. Um, my next one, you guys know I like the heavy stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get heavy on one of these here. <laughs> Heroin? Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's the hard stuff. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the hard stuff. The heavy stuff. Ooh, what would that be? <laughs> lead. <laughs> Injecting lead? Mercury. Snorting mercury. <laughs> oh, it's a liquid. So? <laughs> what's Have you ever gotten water point? up your nose? It works. <laughs> what's your point, man? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Right to the neurological damage. Exactly. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Oh, anyway, so I'm going to present an album from a band called Senses Fail. Um, they are like the in the post-hardcore pop punk kind of realm. Um, their earlier stuff was a lot of pop punk. There was some screaming out of it, but a lot of it was pretty radio friendly in terms of melodies and stuff like that. Um, but the album, I'm, I still have trouble actually pronouncing it. It's a, it's a Spanish word, I believe, for rebirth. It's renacer, R-E-N-A-C-E-R. Um, and the, what really caught me is because I knew the story behind this album or like the events leading up to it before they released it. And you can just tell about how all of that went into this record. Like, they, for whatever reason, management changes and whatever, they were dropped from their major label. Um, they had a couple of band members quit, and they're in a time when there was, like, this time in between their prior album and this one where, like, they didn't know if they were going to continue as a band anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of angst and, and, and basically anger from the singer and founding member and main songwriter. Um, and you can just, when this thing hits... First note to last note, there is almost zero vocal melody. This is just riffage. So much riffage and so much just aggressive vocals. Um, and it's to the point, like, he was just basically saying, fuck it. And to the point where the single he released to the radio was done in Spanish. Sure. Like, the, the chorus had a little bit of English in it, but... The, the verses, the bridge was all Spanish. And this is coming from an Irish guy from New Jersey. So he, <laughs> he essentially learned Spanish just to do this song. And it's just so powerful and so emotionally driven. It's super heavy. You guys will not like it. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> but it is still one of my favorites. I love it. Renaissance, I believe that's how you pronounce it, from Senses Fail. Hmm, that's very interesting. Oh man, there's still so many left on my list that I want to. Ah, this is tough. Two left for you, but this is what I know. But the problem only is nineteen. Only nineteen to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the the problem is I told myself that I would put these two on the list because I mean, they're two separate albums. Is the thing, but they're essentially one concept in my mind, even if that's not how the artist intended them. Um, sure. I'm just trying to think of a best way to present them. I think I kind of have to present them together, which is fine. But the two albums are Scum Fuck Flower Boy and Igor 
both by Tyler, the creator. Um, there's when flower boy came out, I just really kind of liked the sound and he was, you could tell that he was kind of developing his own ear in the way it sounds. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds unlike anything else because it's really pentatonic. So it doesn't, it's scalar and pentatonic. So basically it doesn't sound like other music because it doesn't use as many notes. Really. He's really just in five in five notes for most of them, most of the songs. So the sound is unique, but also it, the album itself and the way he wrote his verses and the way he wrote the songs, it just sounded like he was trying to say something like he had a message, but in kind of the way that, a rapper would do like obliquely instead of just brashly coming out and saying sort of obliquely referencing you know, the whole theory about the album is like, is this Tyler coming out? Is this Tyler saying that he's gay? I don't give a shit about any of that. Cause the music is fucking awesome. Like I, if that's what he's saying in the album, maybe great. it is. I don't care. This music is fucking incredible. And then Igor came out this year and it's my album. It's been my album of the year since literally the day it dropped because it's so <laughs> right incredible. Away. He did every single thing on the album, all of the playing, all of the beat making, all of the lyric writing, nothing on this album was not done or created by him. You know, he brought in guest artists or whatever, but everything else in the album is done to him, even down to the production and mixing. And it sounds totally unbelievable. Again, it's completely unique. Again, it's obviously his sound and it's just the most amazing breakup album ever. I, I truly believe that. And again, it's another one of those things like, ooh, who's it about? I don't give a fuck. It's so amazing. Every song <laughs> in this thing is utterly incredible. And the two albums together, I think, outline the idea of sort of coming into your own in a relationship and then that relationship ending and the way that feels in, in sort of, a, you know, like a modern replication of what would probably be like a you know, 1960s pop song. This is the sort of like the, <laughs> sure. and those are things he pulls from, from those, the sixties pop to kind yeah. of remix that. And, and from like grunge and stuff like that to, to bring this, this new album sound to light. They're very continuous. And I do think that you could just sell them as a two pack simply because it is sort of like the setup and the resolution. And, you know, not for nothing when he released this album, he was up against DJ Khaled's album and Tyler outsold him straight up. No wow. trickery, no bundling, no with ticket sales. He just outsold him straight up. And Khaled was fucking pissed. <laughs> he was so mad because they're on the same label. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't think that Tyler had a chance and he beat him. <laughs> were there, I don't know, that's getting down into the weeds. Were, were they promoted differently by oh, the yeah. album? Oh, or about yeah. the label, you mean? Were they Tyler just doesn't really promote his stuff other, you know, on his Instagram, on his Twitter, whatever, album coming, single here. It. Oh, <laughs> and he still beat him. So suck it, Khaled. <laughs> That's what's up. That's funny. Anyways, Damn, they're so, they're so great albums. I cannot I cannot encourage people enough to listen to them. And just you do have to kind of let the album hit your ears in the way it's going to. Yes, it sounds weird. Yes, it sounds almost awkward. And there is sort of that you know like the one of the issues with pentatonic music is that there's a lot of dissonance. There's always resolution. It just usually hangs out for longer. So it can be kind of uncomfortable to listen to because you're yes. waiting for something else to happen. Yeah. It, it, to the, especially the Western ear, 
that doesn't sit well until it resolves. Yeah. The resolve is the goal and the payoff. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't suit enough, you start worrying. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. No, it is. It is a weird moment. And yeah. that's sort of like the point, because there's a lot more of it on flower boy than there is on Igor. Igor is much more melodic traditionally. But uh, anyways, yeah, uh, I was a music major. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I have a passing acquaintance with music. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Again, to just take this and last pick. By the way, yeah. Tristan, oh, I know it's the last it. one. Last so round. I, oh, you, it's my last pick either way. Oh, that's right. You no one's taken any of mine, and I had five. So, um, no, I, th I think these are the last ones where it's less likely to. Um, this one is a personal choice, simply based on history and experience and how often it was done. Well, I mentioned that my dad was, you know, an avid mixtapeologist. Um, but one of the only cassette tapes that I remember listening to all the way through. Um, the Lion King soundtrack when you and I used to listen to it? <laughs> Blues Brothers soundtrack. Uh, no, um, it was actually, weirdly enough, um, the Beach Boys Greatest Hits. Oh, I should have thought of that. And... Again, when you oh, look dude, at animal sounds, shit, pet sounds. Oh yeah, pet yeah. sounds. That would have um, been dope. Anyways, yeah, and those were so. And that's a good album, but there are a lot of skips in the middle. I disagree. For me, but, um, but their but their greatest hits album is is a, again a very well put together track list. Um, and and that's okay, but. <laughs> the uh so i can't hear myself so oh right. um but uh yeah the the track list is is really something um it's literally it's like have you ever you know listen have you ever listened to a beach boy song have you, you ever been in america in the summer do you yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> do you like a you know do you like any beach boy songs because they're on here yeah like you know California Girl, Sloop John B, Wouldn't It Be Nice, Surfer Girl, Do It Again, Surf and Safari, Surf in USA, Little Deuce Scoop, Fun, 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 like all the, all the triple ones. Fun, oh, Fun, yeah. Fun, Dance, Dance, Dance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like literally, yeah, have you been in America during the summer? Mm. And have you ever heard, you know, a Beach Boys song on the radio? Have you yeah. ever been to some like, you know, beach bar where they will play alternately? Jimmy Buffett or Beach Boys or Wipeout. And that's it. <laughs> to exclusion of all else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the zombies, that one song. That's true. Yes. yes. Um, but yes, the, the best of that genre, I think, is the Beach Boys. Ooh. Okay. Um, as far as surf music goes, obviously. Um, maybe not. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett's its own thing. Um, I'm not going to compare them uh, directly. But. That surf music, there was a big push for it. There was that surf guitar sound and everything else was huge for a while. The only one that sticks around is the Beach Boys, I think, because of that lyrical quality. The, you know, it was not just that guitar sound crammed into another song. Yeah. And, and they made real music. Yeah. Um, real music, multi-part, you know, men's harmony, like lots ridiculously high singing yes yeah, uh -huh. like you know so uh -huh. it's 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 fun stuff and i think that's a fun road trip album because even if you're not a you know beach boys fan per se um 
everybody knows something on that album and something will get somebody to sing along. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's a fun one. That's why I wrapped up with that one. That's the, you know, it's two in the morning and we're an hour from where we're going. Let's crank this up so we all stay awake because everybody knows something on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the hooks are catchy as hell. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Beach Boys probably have more earworms than any other band. That, that's, <laughs> that's a fair, yeah. fair, fair hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, one thing that I always wonder about the Beach Boys, like, does the Strat become more popular than the Telecaster without the Beach Boys specifically? Ooh. That's a Nick question. I know. To that's, why, yeah, that's, that's why he's looking. That's, that's why, why he's that's looking. Why, that's why I'm me. looking at you as well. <laughs> um, I feel like it has to be cause, because when you think of the Strat sound, I mean, whether or not you know, like that's your reference. Like, just go listen to some Beach Boys. That's that is the sound. It's followed directly by if everybody had an ocean. Yeah. Done. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Well, I think it's just yes, but it's because of. Just what you said, like they ushered in a new sound. Yeah. Like, were they the creators of that sound? No, probably but, not. But, no, they but, weren't. But the way they use it and the popularity that they achieved. Right. They were the ones that brought it in, that brought yeah. it to the masses. Yeah. Um, like, the Telecaster was basically set up as a country guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, con- like, country musicians, um, that was their go to. It still kind of is. Um, the Stratocaster was set up more for rock and roll yeah um but just it's just what you picture right beach boys the i mean literally surf green the surf green strat right there and it's that's like the whole image yep and they're wearing the the vertical striped shirts oh yeah Yeah. definitely (laughs) whatever color that might be this time around yeah (laughs) all vertical stripes but yeah I, i think that's a good point i without the beach boys i don't know if the strat would be known like that as the strat yeah, it's 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 an awesome pick, I think, definitely. Yeah, way to close out. Um, I have more than five picks, so this is where it gets hard because <laughs> I love all of these. Only got one chance now. I only got one chance now. Um, so there's two that I'm bouncing back and forth between. Um, one is because I think the singer and main lyric writer Corey Taylor is a modern day genius. Um, but I'm, I think I'm gonna have to leave that one out because m- the other one I'm looking at is the black album from Metallica. Again, I'm a hard rock guy. I'm a heavy mm-hmm. music guy. And if you're into that style of music, it starts and ends with the black album. Um, enter Sandman, sad, but true. Um, oh man. Me- uh, Man, there's so many of them, I can't even keep them all straight to think of them. Um, they, I think they released over half that album to the radio. Yeah, was, uh, sorry, I was just pulling it up here. So, uh, let's see, Metallica songs I've definitely heard on the radio. Enter Sandman. Uh, wherever I May Roam. Anywhere I ro- Wherever I May Roam. Um, do, 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 do. I've definitely heard Holier Than Thou on the radio. Holier Than Thou. Don't Tread On Me. Don't Tread On Me. Uh, the God that failed is on there. The God that failed is on there. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of classics. So they, they, I think they toured on that record. The demand was so high. That's one of the top selling albums of any genre of all time. Like right up there with Michael Jackson's thriller. 
Um, they toured on it for like four or five years straight. Sorry, the Wikipedia enters are under. What Nick is saying is they toured on just the songs on that album. They would go to a concert and play that album and then they would leave. Yes. <laughs> for like four or five years. Yeah. No, it was in the Wikipedia, just right underneath all the track listing. Yep. Um, and that, I mean, Metallica made before that, you know, Master of the Puppets came out um, and Justice for All came out. So they were pretty well known, but this brought them from metal stalwarts to one of the most successful musical acts period of all time. And like I said, if you're into this genre of music at all, I think it starts and ends with the black album. So that's my last pick. That's fair. Yeah. That's That's more than fair. That's it. I already, I had, I had two. That's right. You gave it, you gave it. I was going to give you, I was going to give you another one. Put them both together as a, as a set. Oh shit. I get another one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you had the most to sift through. I will I will take full advantage. Five turns. <laughs> as many five albums turns. as you can cram in, apparently. Five turns. <laughs> if I would have known that, I would have picked like nine on my last turn. <laughs> this, is a, this is like a triple pack. <laughs> yeah. You got to come up with a logic. This is an line, anthology. Uh, all right. So the last one, I, I will go again with another genre change. Although I guess I just picked rap for most of them. So what am I talking about? Uh, I'm going to go with an obscure pick from the 90s. Prolonging the Magic by Cake. Mm. Whoa. This album, this wouldn't be a Desert Island album for me, but uh, sort of in the, I mean, I guess I really don't know how well-known Cake is. They're really well-known to me and like the people that I was around in like college. Is this um, Going the Distance Cake? Uh, No, let me pull up the track list here. I, I, I wasn't ready. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Dan it. And is that, that's not, I, that, I don't think that's on this. Album. No, that's not on that album. Okay. No. Uh, all right. So songs on this, never there. Guitar, yes. walk on by, uh, let me go. Cool blue reason. Where would I be? I mean, there are classic. What is, is cake? Indie. Are they, well, they're not indie. indie. They're popular, alternative. Though. Yeah. Alternative. Just, alternative rock. Alternative. Yes, the, the Wikipedia entry has experimental pop. Experimental rock and alternative rock. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I feel as like usual, Wikipedia is correct. <laughs> exactly. Always. I feel like this is an album that you turn on. Maybe people don't know the first two songs, but as soon as you get to Never There at three, yep, everybody knows that. Yep, song. everyone's gonna be like, oh, this, <laughs> these guys. This, this that album's full of songs that wait. I my brain just sits there and goes, uh. Until the chorus comes up. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell. I mean, that's a classic. I just really like this album. It reminds me of, uh, that's an album that reminds me of the summer, just sort of like driving around. But it feels really, really good to listen to while you're doing the act of driving. And um, again, not like a desert island, but just a really, really solid album with just classic guitar and singing and you listen to it the first time you're going to feel it's weird. The second time it's just going to get stuck in your head and then <laughs> it's there forever. So yeah, can't go wrong with that. Good. Cake is one of those, I think kind of underappreciated bands. Like they're like, they're not popular, but yet everybody knows them. Like they just don't know that they know. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of a you weird space. Know you, like them. you don't even know, man. No, also, but for real, like they don't know they yeah. like, it's like, Oh yeah. And also they, I, you know, I can't, prove this 
but I think they may have invented modern hipsters with uh, <laughs> oh short yeah. skirt, long jacket. That's just long every person in Nebraska. Jacket. It's <laughs> just every girl in at college in Nebraska. It's just all of them. That's I, funny. I don't know if they're from Nebraska, but there's mad hipsters there even now. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think you're going off topic slightly, but anyways, yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bring it back in, Andrew. <laughs> Invention of the modern hipster. Credit goes to Cake. I think so. I'm down with that. I'll take it. I'll, yeah, we'll we'll let that one go. Plus, they're one of the few bands that have a lyric about a white Chrysler LeBaron. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty much the whole context of the lyric in that song. But she's trading her MG for a white Chrysler LeBaron. That's it. All right. <laughs> Fair trade. No. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> so, so cake isn't they? They aren't car people. <laughs> I wonder in a verse like that. I mean, you know what? I don't know those guys. They may be, but uh, it is just a funny, funny lyric, especially to connect it with like hipsters. Because I mean, it's kind of perfect. Yeah. yeah. If they're not on that car, they should be. All right, <laughs> get us the hell out of here, Nick. <laughs> Well, there hey, you have it. By the way, that was a whole episode we just did about music and pretended that it was about cars. So suck it. Yeah. <laughs> the Czech music episode, the Czech music podcast. Yeah, I think it's, I thought it was a great episode. No, we did fine. And for those of you out there, we have just given you roughly 20 hours worth of music to listen to. So if you have a really long road trip somewhere, you're driving to Florida for spring break or one of those type of deals, going to Disneyland, um, this is load some of these albums on, on the, uh, on the iPod or the cell phone or get them on Spotify or whatever CDs. Dad, what's an iPod? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, did you know that like Dave Matthews is considered dad rock now? Totally. Well, I mean, shut up. We're old. Yeah, (laughs) it's just disappointing because that used to be ACDC. Well, well, now that's Grandpa. I was just gonna say they're Grandpa Rock. (laughs) It is Grandpa Rock now. Anyway, anyway, so. But folks, uh, let us know what your picks would be. What are your favorite albums for long road trips? So um, send them our way. You can start doing. You can start that by going to checkenginepodcast.com because we have a direct email there. Reach out right to us at inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. Um, if you want to go the more popular route, we are on all the socials. Um, we've got Facebook at Check Engine Podcast. Um, Andrew argues with people on our behalf on Twitter <laughs> at Twitter at Check Engine Pod. And our Instagram is periodically checked. Did you post that thing I sent you, by the way? No, I didn't. I would okay. have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Check Engine Pod. So find us there, like us, follow us, um, direct message us, get in touch with us. We're still waiting on questions for a listener question episode. So, yeah, please send us questions. Waiting. Get that in. <laughs> Get that in. If you really dig what we're doing, um, you can support us financially, and we'd greatly appreciate that. Um, we have a support button right at our homepage on Anchor. So, anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. Click the support button. Or we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash check engine podcast. If you don't want to give us any money, we understand. That's fine. That was a big ask. But, but it would be way easier for you guys and cost you less to give us a good review and or subscribe. Both of those things help us out greatly. We thank you in advance for that. Definitely subscribe. You know you want to. That you, helps us and you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It helps everybody. Cram more delicious Check Engine podcast content into your ears. 
<laughs> is, that the way, is that the way to sell it? Yes. Uh, sorry, I, I mean, totally we, lost we, it there. You know what? We haven't tried it that way, so we'll see what happens this next week. <laughs> so we'll see what comes out. Maybe you, maybe you hit on something hey, there. We'll, we'll see. Cram it in there. Um, do we have any thank yous before we get out of here, guys? I just want to thank. I just want to thank music. I just really want to thank music. Is it music or is it drugs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I, I just want I, I, I want to thank people who talk about music in a cool way, because there are so many ways to talk about music that really suck and are uninteresting, and just make you hate music. What about <laughs> us tonight? I think we did it cool. Were we cool? Job. Were we cool about it? <laughs> I think we did it. Cool. Could they tell that we're not music experts? Well, you are, but could we? I'm not a music expert. I quit my music major, so. But you still went farther than the rest of us did. Yeah, <laughs> true. true. So could they? Do you think they're going to tell that we're not experts trying to talk about this? Definitely. Probably. Yeah. Tristan, I would like to thank all of the various streaming services that are available. Wow. Uh, because I had to go through three separate ones to find everything I wanted. Are you serious? Um, to try all this out. Because we, we discussed this episode idea like a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, and so since then, I've been going through and listening to stuff, but I can't find it all on one service. Really? Um, wow. So, or at least in its complete form, like you'll get the wrong, you know, Simon and Garfunkel album, or you'll oh, get like right. the weird super edition Beach Boys one that has a bunch of junk on it, or yeah. you know, like so to okay. find to find the exactly Euro- the European releases yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, to find exactly the right ones, I went through uh, Prime Music, Spotify, and Apple Music. So, wow, yeah, so That's thank dedication. you, thank you, Internet again. I think we thank you before in the past, but in this particular case, various streaming services and my own iTunes library for some of it. So. Yeah. I would like to thank Andrew's shirt. My Britney Spears shirt? Yes. What's on your shirt? It's Britney Spears. It's Britney Bitch. Britney Bitch? <laughs> no. Just, I mean, yes, it is Britney Bitch, but it just has Britney Spears on it. Just very fitting for the music episode that yes. he would... I didn't he would, even think about that. He would show up to work in a, in a Britney shirt. This was on top of, in the drawer. Clever. <laughs> it knew what we were doing. It did. <laughs> Clever, that Britney. So, thank you to Andrew's shirt. And... Thank you to the internet. Thank you to people who talk cool about music. And thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, even if we suck, you guys are always awesome. You made it through this entire episode for some reason, but we appreciate it. Because they want to expand their minds, because they want to better themselves as consumers of car culture and music. But yes, because they have a long way to drive. Also that. Yeah, wait a minute. Why are we telling people to listen to albums instead of just binging our podcast oh, on road shit. trips? Next episode. <laughs> Why Best you should podcast listen. episodes to listen to on a road trip. Best podcast episodes of the Check Engine podcast to listen yes. to. Yes. We should do that. Oh, we really fucked this <laughs> up. We could do that as a blog post. <laughs> we should really do that at some point. Um, anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support. We really appreciate it. We cannot wait to talk to you again. But until then, take care. Take care.